going on, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of Fraternity, the only horror podcast on the internet where two brothers take you through horror of all shapes and sizes, through all the eras, from classic 80s to J-horror, even to modern shit. I'm your little brother, Danny, and I'm here with my big brother, Sean. What's up, Chud? Shut up, Chud. You're the Chud, Chud. You're a Chud, and you got a Chudette for a girl. <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Well, if you couldn't tell, we're doing the movie Chud tonight. What a, what a title. Much to be said about a title. Yeah. I can't explain why, but Chud in the video store days always stood out to me. There was an abundance of visually stimulating box art in those days, and for whatever reason, Chud never failed to grab my attention. Perhaps it was the abbreviated title. That in itself is pretty rare. Then you've got the cover, with New York in the background, and the manhole in the foreground being lifted up by some monstrous creature. Both films have pretty awesome covers. As most people should know, the abbreviation stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. And according to the box tagline, they're not staying down there any longer. This isn't one of my favorite films. It's been a long time since I've watched it. That's one of the reasons I felt like we should go ahead and cover it, to mix things up a bit. I remember being pretty bored with this movie when I finally rented it as a kid. To this day, it reminds me a lot of the films of Larry Cohen. And Larry Cohen is pretty hit or miss for me. The only memory I even had of this movie is the diner scene with John Goodman, then all the chuds attack the diner, and for some reason I thought this took place at the very end of the movie. Besides that, I remembered the chud that extends its neck all of a sudden. (laughs) I thought that happened at the diner too though. I really didn't have much recollection of any scenes or sequences from this movie. Another issue with this film I have is, there's just too many characters. We get two very different stories taking place, and it takes quite a while for them to become interwoven. Maybe that's another reason I didn't care for it that much when I was younger. Fortunately for us, there are plenty of familiar faces to enjoy. It's quite the cast of supporting actors. But with all that said, why don't we just get right into it? Because I can't wait to hear what you think of Chud, Danny. Interesting. A lot of what you don't like about the movie, I feel like I ended up appreciating about the movie but yeah we'll get into it for sure but before that i just wanted to say you can follow us on twitter our handle is at fraternity go follow us tweet at us dm us just like our tweets retweet us anything you like we'd love to hear from you we have an email fraternity at gmail.com that's fraternity at gmail.com you can email us tell us anything you like say hi and we have a YouTube channel. Go over to YouTube, type in Fraternity in the search box. You'll find our channel. Go over there, subscribe, click the bell. We upload previous episodes of the show over there on YouTube every Wednesday. And they have a bit of a visual treat to them when we upload them over there on YouTube. So they're not just static image. It's actually a lot of editing and work goes into it. So go over there, check that out, and keep up to date with everything Fraternity is doing. All right. The movie opens with a woman walking her dog down a desolate street, and she drops a tissue and stops to pick it up when all of a sudden a chud bursts from a nearby manhole and grabs her leg, pulling her and her little dog down into the sewers below. And then we get the title Chud over the manhole. 
short and sweet, and this is uh, about the only Chud action we're going to see for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The next morning, we watch a street sweeper make its way towards that manhole, sweeping up the poor woman's shoe and destroying any evidence. And we see that this part of town is swarming with vagrants. And we meet a cameraman named George Cooper as he snaps pictures from his upper floor apartment. He lives there with his model girlfriend, Lauren. The couple make up one half of our set of main characters in the film, but they remain on the periphery for the first half of the movie. And what it really boils down to is that George, through acquaintances, ends up being one of a very few people who learn about what's happening underground, you know, with the chuds. Right. We learn that George is looking to do something with purpose in the world of photography. Through a message on his answering machine, we learn he did a series of photos that featured a group of vagrants that live underground. And this man on the phone is attempting to do an article, but he needs some new pictures or something. And the problem is George can't seem to find where all the subjects have gone. And when he talks with Lauren about a photo shoot they're set to do that day, we can really tell just how fed up with commercial photography George actually is. We get a bit with Lauren going down to the basement to get her makeup. And we also meet this mother and her young son. And I'm guessing this is the landlady in this building. Yeah, some sort of landlady, but uh, doesn't really amount to much at all, really. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty unnecessary characters. They only appear in two minor scenes. And the first of those is right now when we see the short-haired mom walking down the street. And she comes upon a pile of trash and cardboard boxes piled high on the sidewalk. And it shifts a bit, and then it just kind of explodes into activity, startling her. And she walks up and notices blood and this opening leading underground. It's just more strange, chuddish happenings. Now we go to the local police station and meet Captain Bosch. It becomes obvious that the police are dealing with unsolved missing person cases that are multiplying by the day. Bosch even calls his superior, Chief O'Brien, to tell him that he can't keep a lid on this much longer. And the chief informs him that he has to, and the orders are coming down from above. We see Bosch run into a freelance reporter named Murphy who hangs around the station. Another example of how this movie has too many damn characters. Yeah, if there's any character that should have been cut, it should have been Murphy. Because <laughs> ultimately, he doesn't really serve any purpose except getting George where he needs to be in the story. Yeah, and he pads the body count, but that's about it. Bosch goes to interrogate a bag lady that tried to steal an officer's gun. And the cops are confused as to why she would attempt it. Bosch tells the officers to give her her one phone call and she ends up calling George. But before we see where that goes, we see Bosch learn of a strange missing persons report by someone named AJ Shepard. And Bosch decides to go check this out because he believes this to be the same AJ that he busted five years earlier. So we meet AJ running a soup kitchen for all the vagrants in the area who lovingly refer to him as the Reverend. AJ ends up telling Bosch that all of the people that come to his soup kitchen who live underground have been missing for two weeks, but it's only the underground people that seem affected. And he points out this one guy named Val. And do you want to discuss Val? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, talk about Val for a little bit, who is uh, going on this schizophrenic tirade about they have the power to shut the sky. <laughs> they have the power. To shut this guy. <laughs> and for some reason, this guy has a knife on him. Yeah, Bosch asks AJ where he got the knife. And AJ's like, all the undergrounders are 
looking for weapons, man. And this makes Bosch think about the bag lady. And back at the precinct, George has gone to pick up this bag lady. And when they leave, they discuss her trying to steal the cop's gun. She asks George if he has a gun or bandages. He tells her he has bandages, and they both travel underground. But we also see that Bosch sent a tail to follow them. But he abandons the pursuit once he catches a whiff of the rotten stench emanating from the tunnels. Ooh, smells like doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> I like, do like the- Sorry, Bosch, I lost him. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the way this movie films the underground. Like, it made me think of old New York and Futurama, but here it is in live action in the 80s. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, I love the underground sewer scenes. Like, it just looks grimy. It looks like you can smell it, you know? You just know what a rotten dumpster smells like. We've all smelled it before, and that's what it looks like here (laughs) on film. (laughs) Yeah, even the people look like rotten dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> They're all black in the face, they look like miners. <laughs> we see that all the undergrounders are on edge as the bag lady takes George to meet with Victor. And there's another vagrant named Hugo who almost clubs George. But we learn that all three of these people are the ones that posed for George's photos. And then we get our first bit of gore here when George removes a bandage from Victor's leg and reveals a giant bloody wound. He's missing a huge chunk of flesh. You can even see his leg bone under the gore. It looks like an unfinished chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs) Drop that sucker back in the fryer for a few minutes. (laughs) Elsewhere, AJ and Bosch are discussing the disappearances, and Bosch is using the article and pictures from the story George had done the photographs for to see if AJ can identify any of the people. AJ presses Bosch over his sudden interest and is formed that other people in the city have gone missing. You know, important people. But he doesn't stop busting Bosch's balls until learning that Bosch's wife has also gone missing. And it's actually the woman that was walking the dog at the start of the film. So AJ tells Bosch that an EPA inspection that usually lasts a week or so has been going on for almost a month and thinks there's some highly suspicious activity taking place. He takes Bosch down into his basement where he has an underground access, and he reveals multiple items he has found while spelunking. He's got protective boots, radiation detection equipment, and when the two of them venture down there, they end up finding a Geiger counter, and they turn it on and it begins to spike as if something radioactive is approaching them before it starts to recede, before it shuts off. And then the two of them hear this inhuman scream. Something's in the sewer, Sean. It's hot down there, Danny. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to stay down there any longer, though, Danny. Because back on the surface, George learns that he's going to be a daddy. So this takes his mind off of the goings-on underground for the time being. But just outside, we see a grandfather and his granddaughter walking down the street. They're lost, so they stop at a payphone. And the grandpa uses the phone... As the little girl looks on as a chud rises out of the manhole, she tries to get her grandpa's attention, but it's too late. And before he knows it, a chud rips open the phone booth door and yanks him out, leaving the stunned girl behind. And this is our first good look at a chud, so what did you think? It's like they're almost a little too goofy looking to be scary. 
I do like them. It's just hard. It's like they're a combination of like the swamp monster and like a zombie, but they have these like weird buck teeth and bulging eyeballs. So they kind of look like aliens. Their design is like all over the place. It is weird and a bit goofy to me, but I do like them, I think. Right on. What do you th- what what are your thoughts on the the way the chuds look? I don't know. They're they're cool looking, but they're not like groundbreaking, you know, like they are all over the place. I think they're a bit generic looking. I I think they'd try to do too much, you know. Especially later, as you said, like, apparently they have the power to grow their necks, you know, (laughs) and it's like, where did this come from? I think it's a product of like trying to do too many things and not keeping it simple. Yeah, not to mention these are supposed to be people that transform through radiation poisoning or something. And I don't know how it equates to looking like that. (laughs) (laughs) Radiation poisoning wouldn't be my first guess either when looking at a chud. Yeah, they look more like monsters or aliens. The eyes lighting up is a weird touch, but... Although I think them looking like more monstery and goofy, I think that might be intentional. Yeah, there's nothing inherently wrong with the Chud design, but there's something lacking too. And I'm going to have some final thoughts on all this, so we'll definitely talk more about the Chuds. The next day, Bosch overhears an officer saying this little girl must be making up stories since she's claiming a monster came out of the sewer and ate her grandfather. And Bosch has had enough, though, and puts out an APB for his wife before calling the chief. And he tells O'Brien to tell the commissioner they're going to have a meeting and he should have a member of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission on hand. So Bosch goes to pick up AJ and his evidence, and they also go to get George... But when he isn't home, they break into his apartment and steal the photographs of Victor and that disgusting wound on his leg. And at the meeting, we meet the commissioner and this real scumbag from the NRC named Mr. Wilson. Bosch lays out what he knows is going on as AJ shows off his evidence. But the men are stonewalled. And it isn't until they show the pictures of Victor and his leg and threaten to take the photos to the press that Wilson speaks up. And it turns out there was a court order blocking the NRC from transporting radioactive materials through the city. Unfortunately, it's already there, so it's just been left there. This doesn't explain the disappearances or monsters, and Wilson clams up. Frustrated, AJ storms out, but not before tossing Wilson's briefcase across the room where Bosch finds a folder labeled Chud. They ask Wilson to clarify what Chud is, and he then receives this phone call And he's like, oh, they've got it. And then he tells them it's a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. They couldn't come up with a better name than Chud. (laughs) We then get a cool scene where they go to see the remains of the Chud. And they have to wear hazmat suits. And we see the Chud reflected in Bosch's helmet. And we also learn that the Chuds used to be humans. And we learn that the Chud died from asphyxiation due to a gas leak. But Bosch questions how they can be sure that there aren't more chuds down in the sewers. There's enough of them on the surface, after all. Can we just talk about how, like, it's so weird to hear the word chud now that it's grown to have new meaning in modern life? (laughs) It's just like every time they say it on screen, I'm just like, it gives me a bit of whiplash. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really get that. Like, it is weird, like, chud. And yeah, it's become part of the modern nomenclature you could say i mean i call people chuds i call (laughs) you a chud (laughs) 
we called each other chuds at the beginning of the show. <laughs> it's just a fun yeah, word, right. I think. It's it, it's such a fun word. It's hard to take it seriously in like a horror movie about like city issues. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. You definitely have a point. A few other bits to note here too is we saw George getting hounded in City Park by Murphy, and it just serves to reignite his interest since he's been distracted with the pregnancy news. We also got a great scene where a government stooge had been sent to tail AJ, and when AJ goes to use a payphone, he eats his quarter. What did you think about the <laughs> coin-eating goon? It's just so odd. Like, is that supposed to be intimidating? Oh, you ate a quarter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a cool scene. It is a little, it is tense. But it's just like... <laughs> I was intimidated. Do you know where that thing's been? Yeah, that quarter's been all around New York on the floor. That dude's probably gonna turn into a chud. Whatever bacteria's <laughs> on that thing. It's bad enough that it was in AJ's pocket. <laughs> I do like the way he eats the quarter and then just stares with this grin. Like, <laughs> he's got those dark shades on. Good stuff. We then get a scene where Wilson sends some men into the sewers. And Bosch also sends men armed with flamethrowers to escort them. And as Wilson and Bosch watch from a monitoring station, the team ends up getting slaughtered by chuds. Unfortunately, we see jack shit here. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the... I mean, it's a classic, you know, video footage goes blank. But it's, uh, I think it's effective enough. But yeah, I mean, so far in the movie, there's been a severe lack of chud on screen. Yeah, for sure. After that, George returns home to find that his photographs have been stolen, and he suspects Murphy and calls him up to set up a meeting in the tunnels. And this will end up getting George underground and in danger as a plan to swamp the tunnels with gas is in motion. So him and Murphy make their descent in search of answers. And after being warned of what's going on by Bosch, AJ heads down to the basement where he gets locked in, and Val ends up getting killed by the coin-swallowing government stooge here. Yeah, Val is trying to climb the ladder to get out of the sewer. Ends up getting hit and I guess lands on his neck or hits his head bad and Val is no more. <laughs> Not long after that, the gun-wielding Murphy is killed by a chud when he goes to check a tunnel before entering it. And we get a great bit where George plays tug-of-war with the chud before it drags Murphy <laughs> off for good. At least George gets a gun here. <laughs> AJ ends up running into this gathering of chuds. Some sort of chud ceremony going on. I don't know. They're kind of like <laughs> tip-tapping their feet in the toxic waste. <laughs> they're waiting for the show to start. <laughs> there is a really good tension-filled scene, though, where AJ runs after alerting the chuds. And he's climbing to safety, but he drops the Geiger counter. And the Geiger counter goes off as a chud gets closer and closer. Some of the better tension in the movie, I'd say. Yeah, I think these underground scenes with AJ and George are pretty good. I like the bit where I think AJ is trying to like change the batteries on his flashlight and he just drops them and he's just like, shit. And he just like throws the rest of the batteries and flashlight. It's like, well, I guess I can't <laughs> use that. <laughs> so George and AJ are trapped underground. But we go back up to the surface and watch Lauren venture into the tunnels from their basement. And she's suddenly startled when she finds the dead dog from the beginning of the film. And then we get Bosch and a few officers responding to a call 
of someone finding a dead body in the water. And when Bosch and an officer walk into the water, the other cop screams to get Bosch out of there. Get him out of there. It's his wife. And we see the severed head <laughs> of Bosch's wife floating there. <laughs> it's his wife. Get him out of there. So after that, we're going to see Bosch find comfort in a bottle as the cops accompany him to a bar. And Lauren calls the cops to report the mangled dog and asks for a unit to be sent to check it out. She then takes a shower and we get this bizarre scene where water builds up as the drain is clogged. She takes a coat hanger to the drain and ends up getting sprayed with a bunch of blood. I'm not quite sure what is going on <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, logically, makes no sense at all. It is a cool scene. I really like the music playing during uh, the shower scene here. The music like laughs at her when she gets sprayed with the blood. It's like, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> yeah, there's just no context for this bit, but I like that bit too. And we do see a chud has entered the building through the basement. So more peril is certain to fall on Lauren very soon. Now we get to the one scene I remembered when I watched this as a kid. Two cops, one played by John Goodman. Officer Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> they enter a diner and flirt with the waitress on duty. And before long, this diner ends up getting swarmed by chuds. And they're looking in through the windows and suddenly they break in. We do get some really cool looks at the multiple chud in this scene. But the attack occurs off screen and we hear screams and gunshots as the diners are killed. We know they're killed as the diner is covered in gore as police and reporters descend on this horrifying scene. It looks like a bomb went off in the diner. It's just like the windows are blown out. It look, It's like completely black inside and there's just blood everywhere. <laughs> there's dudes in hazmat suits standing around one manhole that's just got gore leading to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ominous there. Back underground, George finds Hugo, or what's left of him, as he's been eaten from the stomach down. And we see that Victor has transformed into a chud, and he attacks George, who manages to shoot and kill him. But the bag lady then attacks and attempts to kill George. But AJ intervenes, and him and George work together to escape the sewers. He's like mid-transformation into his chud. He's mid-chudsformation. <laughs> <laughs> he's mid-chud. But then does that, do you, if you get bit by a chud and live, do you turn into a chud? But then why would a chud ever leave anyone alive? They're cannibals. He only got away because he escaped. Yeah, you see, these are questions I don't think this movie wants you to ask, right? <laughs> yeah, ultimately, I do believe in the sequel, matter. if you get bit by a chud, you do become a chud. But none of that is established here. I guess you could say it's established with Victor, but... He's also living down by the radiation, right? <laughs> right, but it's like no one else turned. Mrs. Monroe didn't turn, as far as we know. Maybe it takes longer exposure. I don't know. Who is Mrs. Monroe? The, the woman. The bag lady? Bag lady, yeah. Yeah, that's true. She didn't turn. Vic Hugo didn't turn. Yeah, I don't bag, know, man. The bag lady didn't turn. Hugo didn't turn. It's not established how chuds are made. <laughs> Except through uh, radioactive materials, but how does a chud spread? I don't know. It's all over the place. Yeah, nothing in this is very well defined. 
We see Lauren attempt to leave the apartment, but she comes face to face with a real hideous fucking chud. <laughs> this is probably the best looking chud in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Definitely the one with the most screen time. Right, yeah. There's really only this one sequence of horror, and it happens with Lauren, who isn't even a main part of the story when you really think about it. This chud ends up killing the officers that respond to Lauren's call, and then Lauren blocks her door with furniture and screams out for help from the window. Back underground, AJ and George end up discovering the toxic waste that's been getting disposed under the city. And we learn that CHUD actually stands for Contamination Hazard Urban Disposal. So what's really going on here is a government conspiracy because they're dumping their waste down there. And are we led to believe the CHUD are part of a government experiment or did this just happen on accident with the chemicals being down there? A lot of stuff in the film is not explicitly defined. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, this shit is clearly nefarious. But the pressing matter is that AJ and George are trapped as the NRC has now begun blocking the exits by placing trucks over manholes. And the plan to swamp the sewers with gas is starting. Next, they run into the aftermath of the off-screen massacre from earlier. And we do get some great bits of gore here, as these guys have been torn apart in a multitude of ways. We've got headless, armless, legless corpses. It's all here. It all looks pretty good. Yeah, we see George freak out when he sees all these mangled bodies and AJ and has to kind of wrangle him to get him back to Earth. This scene is a bit homoerotic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're hugging it out over a headless corpse. Fortunately, they're able to use the video and audio equipment to get a hold of Bosch and inform him of their predicament. Back at the apartment, that Chud finally breaks in, but Lauren preemptively cut the power, and she hides in the dark room with a jar of chemicals at the ready. And when the Chud enters, she blinds it with the chemicals and runs back into the main room. She arms herself with a sword and stands ready to take a swing at this Chud. Where did this sword come from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why does he have decorative swords? George does not seem like a guy who's into swords. Just saying. Apparently he was. Thank the Lord. The Chud throws Lauren off, though, because he bursts through the wall, but it can't see, and it suddenly goes full E.T. with that (laughs) neck extension we've been talking about. (laughs) And what it was doing, what its plan of attack was with the neck extension is uh, not at all clear. (laughs) No, not at all. And then Lauren lops its head off with one swipe and we get some cool neon green goo for blood. But the severed head bites her ankle before she kicks it away and the chud dies. So, okay, here's my question. Is Lauren going to become a chud now? Because it seems like it's spread through being bitten. That's what I was about to say, like, can we expect her to be a chud? I don't know. (laughs) We can only make a logical guess because of what we saw happen to Victor. He got bit. He's a chud. Lauren got bit. Are they going to have a chud baby? (laughs) Oh no, the baby! Danny, I think anyone asking questions of this film of this nature are chuds. (laughs) (laughs) Bosch ends up arranging for George and AJ to meet him at a nearby manhole and lauren suddenly takes the squad car that is left at her apartment and heads to the diner 
Bosch goes to confront Wilson. So all of our players and stories converge here, and we're swiftly approaching the end. When Bosch confronts Wilson over what's really going on underground, Wilson draws a gun on him, and Bosch has no choice but to knock Wilson out and take the keys to the truck blocking the manhole. Wilson goes down like a bitch, too. Yeah, take that, you Vincent Price-looking motherfucker. <laughs> we see George and AJ pounding on the manhole as Bosch rushes to move the truck. But Wilson wakes up and heads that way as Lauren arrives just in time to follow him. Bosch does move the truck, but he gets shot by Wilson. And Wilson attempts to block the manhole, but AJ and George manage to escape. So Wilson decides to just attempt to run them over. But Warren... <laughs> But Lauren warns them before he's able to. He then makes another attempt, but AJ takes Bosch's gun, and after a few errant shots, he manages to put one in Wilson's chest. Wilson crashes, and the truck rolls, and we were told earlier that the trucks were rigged to explode from underneath, and the truck rolls into the open manhole and does indeed explode into a massive fireball. It's just like, it's just like Wilson knew... The trucks were rigged with the explosives because he was the one concerned about it. And now he's here in this scene going all crazy driving like you're going to explode, dude. Yeah, not the brightest move. He was seeing red, man. And you know, it's great is you can see Wilson's body like slumped over burning in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren and George embrace as AJ looks on and then we hear Bosch speak up and applaud AJ for his nice shot. And that's the end of Chud. That was Chud. All right, Danny. What did you think of Chud? You're making me start? <laughs> Look, you start shit, I end shit. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> shit rolls downhill. That's one thing I learned being your brother. What'd you say, Chud? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think hearing your narration and going through the movie... I think it definitely makes me realize just how kind of messy Chud is as a movie. That being said, there is a lot to like about this movie, at least for me. I see Chud as this like bureaucratic, political city take on a monster movie. It's like the monster is not the focus of this film. The focus is how it affects everyone living in the city and what the stakes are and what they have to do and how it all connects to their lives. And that's another thing I do like is the interconnected stories and how they start out separate. I'm a sucker for stories like that that are two completely separate tales that end up converging, no matter how sloppy it is, because ultimately George really doesn't have that much of an impact on the story. It's mostly Bosch and AJ taking a big chunk of the film. But I do like the characters. I like AJ. I like Bosch. I think they have a good back and forth. It's a well-acted film. The few Chud scenes are okay at best. I think the strongest point of the film are those underground scenes and just how grimy and dirty they look. And I won't lie, it is the finale is exciting with all the different threads going on with the Chud with Lauren and Bosch depressed about his wife and confronting Wilson. And then you have AJ and George stuck in the underground trying to get out. It's a sloppy movie. It's a bit of a mess, but I enjoy it. Right on, man. Well, as everyone knows, we are all about fond memories and fresh perspectives. That's why I always give a bit of a story time before we get into the movie. And that's why Danny always gives us our 
final thoughts. But I've got to give some final thoughts on Chud myself. Because I've got to be honest, this is definitely my least favorite film that we've covered so far on Fraternity. (laughs) There's nothing that's particularly wrong with it. There's just nothing particularly great about it either. I just found myself having a hard time getting into it. I actually fell asleep halfway through my first (laughs) viewing. (laughs) And I'm the type of person who hates watching movies in chunks. I'll usually start a film over rather than pick up where I left off. But I just wanted to get through Chud. I had no desire to relive the first half of this movie. There is a good government conspiracy story at play here, but it really isn't that interesting. And by the time we get to the payoff, I feel like it's too little too late. We get very few truly great horror sequences. That's not to say there aren't some really great horror sequences here, but again, it's just too little too late for me. The chuds look awesome at some times, but it's not groundbreaking stuff either. So. I am thankful that this podcast allowed me to finally revisit Chud, even if it guaranteed that it'll probably be the last time I revisit Chud. (laughs) I think my favorite thing about this movie now is seeing all the familiar faces, because most of the actors in this movie usually play supporting roles. So to see them all here as leads is fun. And I also like to think of Chud as a prequel to Home Alone. Because as we all know, Kevin McAllister is a chud. (laughs) That's right. I said it. Come at me, bro. So that's my final thoughts on chud. Yeah, it's not the most exciting movie. And I'm not trying to say that I love the movie. I think at best it's just painfully average. It could be a great movie, but I think it, it, it falters a lot. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But there's nothing inherently great either. Like, it's, you, I think you nailed it. It's just painfully average. Agreed. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on Chud. But we're not finished yet. Because did you find a favorite kill in this painfully average film? <laughs> My favorite kill? I gotta go with Wilson. I went with Wilson, too. Just seeing this government janitor, as uh, Bosch calls him turn red and just be out for blood for these two and trying to run over AJ and George. And the best thing about the scene about this death is just that awesome 80s vehicle explosion. You know it. It just erupts into a fireball. It's awesome. In the streets of New York, it's great. (laughs) Just go watch that. Oh (laughs) yeah. We love our massive fireball vehicle explosions on Fraternity. Yeah, you know... The Chud kills leave a lot to be desired. Most of them happen off screen. And the fact of the matter is the Chud actually aren't the villains here. The main villain is Wilson, and he is very unlikable. Like, I did really hate his character. So (laughs) props to that. I will say that. Like, I was like, Wilson sucks. Fuck this guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's great, especially in that meeting scene where he's just like, I'm not responsible for the all the trash that washes up in the sewer, you know? He plays it really well. Yeah, so seeing him die and then go up in flames in this massive fireball is definitely the most satisfying kill. Maybe the most satisfying moment in the movie. So how about a favorite scene, Danny? Uh, I guess my favorite scene, I think I'll go with 
Lauren versus Chud, just because it's the only real time in the film that we do see a full frontal Chud on screen for more than half a second. And this Chud has been lifting weights, bro. Yeah, it's like a brute Chud, you know. It's like the it's like the pack leader Chud. He's the tank. He's bursting through walls. He gets chemicals thrown in his face, but he's still going. He grows his neck for some odd reason, and then he gets his <laughs> head chopped off. But I appreciate the chud and the way it looks, the special effects that go into making it look like that. So that's my pick. Well, part of me wanted to choose the scene where Lauren gets splattered with gore in the shower just because it doesn't make any sense. I, I did too. I mean, I think that's probably one of the better sequenced moments in the whole film is that part. I think it's just, you know, it would in a better film, it would be great. <laughs> At the end of the day, I went with Lauren versus Chud also, though. <laughs> there's not as slim pickings here in Chud. Yeah, there really is. Like, this is the one good horror scene in the movie, I think. And it's funny because, like I said, Lauren seems like such an inconsequential character through most of the film. But she ends up getting this great action and horror set piece here. That Chud does look awesome. Then the whole neck extending bit where she chops its head off is fantastic. Definitely my favorite scene. I mentioned how I remembered the neck extending scene from when I watched this as a kid. I had no memory of what surrounded it though. But as I watched it, I did start to remember this bit and how good it was in a film that I found and still do find to be a bit too ho-hum through its runtime. So if you're going to check out Chud... Check out the shower scene, check out this scene with Lauren versus Chud, and check out Wilson's fiery death. Skip the rest. No, don't, don't listen to us. Go watch it if you want. Tell us what you thought. We want to hear, because I know there's some hardcore Chud fans out there, aren't there? I mean, it's kind of a cult film, I think. Oh yeah, most definitely there are, and they're probably calling us fucking Chuds right now. Hey, we can take it. We're thick-skinned. We want to know... Why you think we're stupid? Because we didn't like this movie that much. <laughs> so email fraternity at gmail.com and tell us your Chud thoughts. That's right. And don't think we're not bringing you Chud too, Bud the Chud with the great Garrett Graham one day. So stay tuned for that. But are you ready to get our Chudly asses on out of here, Danny? Yeah, it's about time we end the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for doing what you do. Keep up to date with everything Fraternity's doing. Go follow us on all the social medias. We love you. We'll be back, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. <laughs>